0: Transforming Lives.
1: Amen. The church is a place of purpose. It's where we come and we receive uh, 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 the reason to live. Which we receive the, the uh, revelation concerning what God wants us to do. Amen.
0: Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia a multicultural missions-oriented disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message.
1: I mean, we've we've been uh, sharing with you concerning the church. We mentioned to you um, that the church is the place of worship. This is God's church. And when we come to church, we need to come purposefully to worship God. Amen. We also told you that the church is the place of revelation. That means when we come to the church, we come to receive a revelation from God so that we can be changed. God's purpose is for us to look like Jesus. God wants each one of us to be like Jesus, to act like Him. To talk like Him, to minister like Him, to love like Him. Amen. The last time we minister, we share with you that um, the church is the place of service. Um, when we come to church, God wants us to give our lives to Him as a living sacrifice. He wants us to use our gifts and our talents. We told you last time that um, God has set Jesus as the standard in the church. So our service should measure up to the standard that God has sent. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. So it, so it takes away the whole idea of competition or comparing ourselves with one another. Because if I compare myself with you, I may think that I'm serving better than you. But when I compare myself with Jesus, then I know that I need to continue to increase in my in my serving. Amen. Hallelujah. And this morning we want to um, continue to in that that light but we want to teach on the uh, the topic the church is a place of purpose a purpose amen the church is a place of purpose it's where we come and we receive uh, 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 the reason to live we receive the the uh, revelation concerning what god wants us to do amen and uh, we plan to to share with you what what's its in the heart of God concerning His purpose for all of us as believers. Amen. want to invite those of you who who are here to um, consider coming to the Bible studies. Also, um, we're teaching on the book of Ephesians. And um, we're just having a good time. Amen. Loving the Lord and experiencing Him in a special way. Amen. But we um, want to look at how we can gain purpose. In this church Amen Um, There is a story Of a brave farmer Um, This um, farmer was brave But he was very very clever Um, He um, was a very wise farmer And one day as he was on his farm Treading his weed He noticed that there were some robbers In the grass that were hiding In order to ambush a chariot that was coming and when his farmer saw it and he looked ahead and he saw the chariot, he took some of his tools, his farming tools, and ran um, on the road and chased the robbers away, for them out Amen uh, and they, they left. And when when um, when after he did that the chariot stopped and out of that chariot came one of the most beautiful women that he has ever seen. And this lady was the king's daughter. And she was so Grateful, so excited that um, the farmer had delivered her, she was she was um, so pleased, and she said to him, "Please, I need to tell my father but you. Please come with me back to the palace." And he said, "No, it's okay. Uh, you know, I was just doing it." And she said, "Please, please, please!" So she convinced him, and he went to the king. When he went to the king and she explained the story to the king, the king was so grateful. The king said, "I can give you anything you want, up to half of my kingdom. Just ask." I'm so grateful that you saved my daughter. And the farmer said, "No, I don't want anything." The king continued to to impress him. You see, the king was looking for a husband for his daughter. Amen. So he had seen a, a a brave and clever and wise man. So he was like, maybe this guy might be right for my my daughter. So I'll give you up to half. Of my but he said, no. And so the king started to get second thoughts. Amen. Ah, I mean, this, I mean, he's, he's not a rich farmer and I'm offering wealth and he doesn't want it. So maybe maybe something not wrong. And um, the king continued to insist and he said, you know, king, I love to play chess. Amen. Ah, he said, I love to play chess. So all I want from you is a chess board. Just give me a chess board. So the king said, well mm, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe this guy is not all that I think he is. So the king gave him a chess board. And then the king said, Is that all? He said, Yes, King, that's all. The king said, No. You can't leave my palace without taking one thing. So the farmer said, Okay, you know what, King? Uh, you know, you've convinced me. So all I want you to do is to give me take one grain of wheat and put it on one square of the chess board and then double it and put two on the second, and double it, and put four on the third, and just keep doubling it until you fill the chessboard. The king said, well, that's easy. So the king took all of his servants, and they took one grain. The chessboard has 64 squares on the chessboard. So the double one to two, two to four, four to eight, eight to 16, 16 to 32, and so forth. And by the time the king's men has reached the 30th square, they were not doubling grains. They were doubling sacks of grains. Because they were just too much to put in the, you know just a grain. By the time they reached to the 34th square, they were doubling bounds of grains. You understand? And by the time they reached to the 40th square, they were doubling whole areas of grains. And when they reached to the 45th square, the king was out. So they started to buy grains. So the king started to put his money to buy the bags and the sacks of grain. And by the time they could reach to the 50th square, the king was broke. His treasure was empty. And everything he owned was the farmer's. It was the power of one. If you multiply one and you keep multiplying you can change the world. The farmer knew that and that's God's idea and that's what I want to share with you today. Amen. The power of multiplication to change your generation one person at a time. Jesus came on this earth and Jesus changed the entire world by focusing on one soul at the time. By the time Jesus left this eye, Jesus had 12 men that he has ministered unto and impacted their lives. Amen. And by the time when Jesus went to heaven, when those 12 men understood the purpose of multiplication, by the time the book of Acts was completed, the Bible says the gospel has reached the entire world. Let's look at God's purpose or God's plan for multiplying souls to himself. Turn to Matthew chapter 28. I want to read from verse 19 to 20. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. The church is the place of purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. 19, uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Jesus speaking, he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you even unto the end of the age. Amen. Jesus was specific concerning his purpose. Jesus was uh, uh, focused concerning the, the whole aspect of changing nations for God. And he taught his disciples how to do that. And when he was leaving this site, he said to his disciples, Go and do what I have taught you. Amen? When you look at the life of Jesus himself or when you look at this text, just to to make it easy for us to understand, you will find that there are four basic things that God wants us to do in order to change our generation. Four. The first thing is to go. The second thing is to baptize or uh, uh, um, cause people to identify with God. Third thing is to teach. And then the fourth is to observe. So God is saying to us, the way you change your generation, the way you fulfill my purpose is to go, baptize, teach, and observe. Say it with me. Say, go, baptize, teach, and observe. Go, baptize, teach, and observe. He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even unto the end of the world this is god's plan this is god's purpose and this works this strategy works amen let me show you how he works in jesus life in john i mean luke chapter 10 verse 19 jesus said the son of man came to seek and to save those who are lost. So Jesus' purpose on I was to seek and to save those who were lost. So Jesus went. Amen. That's the goal. Jesus came from heaven to seek and to save those who are lost. That's his purpose. He came to seek. And the Bible tells us he declared it. The Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. Then when you look in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, and Mark 3, 13, you find Jesus calling the disciples. He said to Peter and the rest of the team, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Amen. Follow me and I will make you what? Fishers of men. Jesus went. Jesus call them that's 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 a, a, a baptizing that's inviting people to identify with you or with the cause the bible tells us that we should baptize men in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit so jesus called the disciples to him come and be with me come and identify with me come and follow me amen hallelujah so to jesus uh, 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 acted on the, the, the purpose. The third thing that we find is that Jesus spent the time teaching his disciples. He 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 godliness before them. He moulded how to pray before them. He model how to disciple before. I mean to to minister before them. He model love before them. He taught. His disciples had to love God, had to serve God, had to do the things that God wants to do. He taught them how to do it, and the Bible tells us that He showed them and sent them on short mission straight in order to build their character so that they may become confident in what He was doing. Now if you look at the life of Jesus as our minister our, as our praying and seeking God, I find out, that as long as Jesus was teaching his disciples, there were a lot of things that were happening with the disciples. You see, the disciples did not begin to flow together at one until Jesus left. Read the Bible. There were always some kind of graph that they were having. One person wanted to be the chief. The two brothers wanted to be on one on Jesus' right side, the other one They were always complaining, always murmuring. Always finding a way to find out who is the big. Who's the big shot among them? But when Jesus left, they got it. They finally got the revelation that it was about Jesus and not that for themselves. Amen? Now, again, that's the purpose and that's what we need to understand. It is about Him. You see, if I fall in love with Jesus, it will be easy for me to take care of my wife. If I love God, if I fear God, it will be easy for me to respect Him. Amen? If I I am committed to God and I am focused on what God wants me to do, it will be easy for me to live holy. It's a byproduct. Amen? The, 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 The doing that God wants us to do is a byproduct of our love and devotion for God. Amen? So Jesus spent the time teaching them. He, uh, um, there were times where he, would t- he told them, look, it's, it's not about being big shots. It's about serving. It's not about, he told the, 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 uh, John and his brother, who went in a particular uh, um, city and, and um, this person was preaching and uh, teaching about Jesus, but he was not one of the, um, um, in the church and they told him, don't do it! And then he, they went to another city and, and the city refused to allow Jesus to enter. And they, called, they were calling down fire. you talking about some radical b- disciples that were following Jesus. Amen. And Jesus said, no, you don't know what kind of spirit you are. Amen. He taught them how to love God and to follow God. Amen. And by teaching them, he was discipling, he was teaching, instructing, and, and, and imparting. And character in their lives. Amen. And then last but not the least in John chapter 20, verse 21. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, even so sent I you. Jesus came to the place in his life where he had completed the discipleship process. He could trust the disciples to go out. The same way God sent him. He said, as the Father has sent me, even so sent I you. Now, you need to understand the purpose. Jesus was one, right? He came, he invested his life. He invested his life in his the, 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 the people. He worked with them, he won them, he served them, he ministered unto them, he discipled them, and then he sent them to multiply himself. Amen? That's God's plan. And that's what I said I, we want to, to share with you. So it, it worked. It worked for Jesus. Amen. you are saved today, if you are saved, wait for me. It worked. Amen. You and I would not be here if it didn't work. Amen. If it did not work, we won't be saved. So it worked. God's purpose for our lives works. Say it to your neighbor. Say it works. 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 Amen. It works. Amen. If we learn and understand what God is saying, it works. Amen. Jesus tried it. Jesus proved it. Jesus did it. Jesus released it. And it works. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look at it now. If you've if you ever been in and you, and you, you have, I don't know, what, what's my program. If you've ever been around us and you, you've looked at the program, Um, If you open the program, in the first inside page of your program, you will see a discipleship strategy for better. That's our discipleship strategy. And basically, I'm just using the same four points in there in order to, to, to zero in so that it ties into the church here in Virginia. Amen? I'm using this passage, but I'm using that so that it ties in to what God is saying here. Amen. If you want to understand the discipleship strategy or what our purpose here uh, um, for for uh, that God has sent us here, this is the purpose. Amen. In in a nutshell, this is the purpose. Amen. We have so many other things, but this is the main thing. Amen. Sit your neighbor. That's the main thing. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look at it. Let's look at this passage, and let's let's try to to find out. That now, I will use the peace. So I will use the preaching the gospel. The pastoring the believer, the preparing the disciple, and the planting the leader. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the whole purpose, the, uh, um, Jesus said, go, that's preaching the gospel. Jesus said, uh, um, baptize, that's preparing the, uh, uh, pastoring the believers. Jesus said, uh, uh, um, obs- I mean, teach, that's um, preparing the disciples. And Jesus said, observe, that's sending the leader. Amen. That's our whole concept. Amen? Another way to look at it is to win them, to consolidate them, to disciple them, and to send them. Amen? And that's what we're wanting to look at this morning. Hallelujah. The effective letter of God works. It works for Jesus, and it works. It will work for us. Amen? It worked for the disciples, and it will also work for us. Amen. Now, so let's look at number one. Amen? Jesus said, Go ye Therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So the first thing that we see there is that Jesus is saying to us to go. Say go. Amen. The act act of going means that you are not stable. Amen. It means that coming to church is not your ultimate goal. Hello? I want you to help me this morning. Amen. Work with me this morning. Coming to church is not your ultimate goal. Amen. Your ultimate goal is to come and go. God wants you to go and make disciples, God wants you to duplicate godliness in other people. Amen. Remember, Jesus came, right? But his whole purpose of coming was to instill in men that they can multiply themselves for God. Amen? So the first thing is to go. Amen? When you read John chapter 1, verse 35, you will find a story there concerning the whole aspect of going. I'll just paraphrase it for time's sake. Amen? Uh, it began with John the Baptist and his disciples talking about the, 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 the service that had happened the, the day before when Jesus was baptized. The Bible says the next day, John John the Baptist was standing with two of his disciples and they saw Jesus passing. And when they saw Jesus, John the Baptist pointed to Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Amen? So what happened is John the Baptist pointed men to Jesus. Amen? You see that? Please pay attention. Amen? You see that? John the Baptist pointed men to Jesus. Uh, uh, And then in in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Beginning at verse 16, Paul said, he said, Woe is me if I do not preach this gospel. He said, I have become all things to all men that I may win some. So what Paul was saying, I am consumed about sharing this gospel, about going. That's why Paul was so much, uh, um, that, that's why he traveled so much. That's why he did so much. Because Paul was always, he was consumed with the fact of going and telling people about Jesus. Amen. And if you read the, the New Testament, that to thirds of the New Testament was written by Paul. They were all written when Paul was in prison. Somebody said they ha- God had to put the man in prison to slow him down in order to write. He was always on the move. Because he was consumed by reaching people for Jesus. Amen? That was his passion. Amen? But when you look at this particular passage in John and in, 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 in 1 Corinthians, you will find out that these people were specific. They were focused. They were on the go. Amen? And I'm saying to us, church, if we will understand the purpose of God, we must be on the goal. I don't know about you, but it gets difficult Sunday after Sunday, week after week, month after month, and we're just the same. It won't happen if we just sit down. Amen. If we're happy, we go. When each one of us make going our focus. We are to go. That's what Jesus said. Go. Somebody record that um, Jerusalem was captured by the Muslim and the heathen when there was a situation and the church was trying to figure out how to occupy Jerusalem during the dark ages. And because of that, people ran into it, captured it, and changed that city. It's no wonder why God did not consult a committee before he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus. When we were not even ready for Jesus to come. God wants us to go. Child of God, if you are waiting to get ready for people to listen to you, you will never go. Because people will never give you the time to listen to you. We must be on the go. Amen. Jesus said go. John the Baptist pointed the disciples to Jesus. And then the Bible tells us that that John and Andrew went to Jesus and they asked Jesus the question. They had a a question, uh, um, a talk with Jesus. Why did they leave John and go and follow Jesus? Why did they even bother? Why did they get on the go? I believe they did that because they had a desire to know more about this man who John declared the Lamb of God. If we must go, we must desire to know Jesus more. Because he's the one who said it. It's not my word, it's not any man's word. Jesus said to us, go. Go. He's the one who said, He's the head of the church, and he's saying, Go. Sit your say, Go. He said, Go see, when John the Baptist said to Jesus, I mean to the disciples, Behold the Lamb of God. The disciples did not wait for Jesus to call them. They went to Jesus. And then when they went to Jesus and they spent some time with Jesus, the disciples did not wait for their friends, their relatives, or their brothers, or the people in the community to come to them and ask them about Jesus. In essence, let me put it in our term here, they did not wait for people to walk into the church. They did not wait for that. They were not just waiting and praying and believing, oh, God, send people and let them walk into the church. No. Andrew went and found his brother Peter. Andrew went. He found
2: Peter. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior.
3: Friends. We are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington DC area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services. On Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service. On Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study. And on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us and God bless you.
0: This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m., Contemporary Worship. Wednesday at 8 p.m., Bible study, and Friday at 8 p.m., intercessory prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com.